I had to deal with churches that would not allow us to attend as African Americans, but at the same time talked about love and the unity of the body of Christ. Dr. Tony Evans grew up witnessing segregation everywhere, even in the church. But he never gave up on Jesus' vision of what the church should look like. Today, the pastor, author, and national leader is out to help Christ followers defeat racism and come together as one. It's my contention that the church helped cause this problem, and therefore the church needs to be the cure for this problem. There's different colors on our skin, but we bleed the same when anger wins. There's walls that time can't seem to break, but I know there's power in your name. We're pleased to have Dr. Tony Evans as our guest on GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. After Tony shares about his life and ministry, you'll hear from Billy Graham about how Christ followers can respond to the issue of racism. God wants us to love others. The main thing that he wants us to do is to love your neighbor and love people of another race. We can tell you more about love. God's love for you and your love for others at our website. The address is findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And you'll also find that address in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. I grew up in segregated Baltimore and there were places I could not go. Tony Evans was born in 1949. 15 years before the Civil Rights Act outlawed discrimination based on race or color. He grew up in a time when schools, businesses, and even churches could exclude people because of the color of their skin. Dr. Evans credits his parents with teaching him the source of his true identity. My parents were the foundation for my whole life because they set the framework for my faith. And that faith was biblically grounded. And my father gave me a framework for my own identity that was rooted in Christ, which is, by the way, something that all parents need to give their children, that your identity is first in Christ. It is not in your ethnicity. That biblical wisdom Dr. Evans's father instilled in him as a child continues to guide his life today. While I recognize racial prejudice, I'm not controlled by it because that's not how I'm classified or identified from a kingdom perspective. That doesn't mean racism didn't affect a young Tony Evans. It did. He was a college student living in the South at the height of the civil rights movement. I was in Atlanta in college, and so I was right in the midst of a lot of that was happening in the South, and it affected me in terms of my theological study because I wanted to understand what was the relationship to God, to the civil rights movement, and it began the study of black theology, liberation theology in college, uh, interfacing on um, the dichotomy that I saw existing with those preaching the gospel, but who were not executing it. Um, I had to wrestle with Bob Jones University being touted as uh, a bastion of evangelicalism while at the same time prohibiting me from visiting the campus. So I had to deal with churches that would not allow us to attend as African-Americans, but at the same time talked about love and the unity of the body of Christ. So that movement forced me to deal with the realities that I saw myself in in Atlanta. By the way, Bob Jones University began admitting students of color in 1971, and it has since apologized for its past racism. 
That type of racism was carried out on many American campuses up through the middle of the 20th century. As Dr. Evans tried to make sense of all the cultural contradictions around him, he turned to the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King's views on racism and justice were rooted in the Christian faith. He put before us the fact that the God of righteousness is also a God of fairness, and that what was happening in America that led to the civil rights movement was not only wrong culturally and societally, but spiritually and theologically. And uh, to have that movement led by the church under his leadership, and to have that movement also have a reconciling element to it in a nonviolent context was simply a masterful leadership at a crisis-critical time in our nation. We're living in another crisis-critical time in our nation. This time, Dr. Evans is a national leader who's fighting racism with the Word of God and the biblical view of justice. Since the death of George Floyd, we have seen cries for justice in major cities and small towns all across America. In some cases, white Christians who have been quiet in the past are starting to talk about racism. Dr. Evans says Christians of all colors do need to talk and act. And it need not come from a sense of guilt, rather from a place of love. We are intellectually confused, spiritually confused, and we're not playing the same notes. We don't understand the problem. We either deny the problem. Racism is real. Systems of racism are real. But yet, you don't operate out of guilt. You operate out of moral obligation and love. And once you dealt with any sin that's present, then you change it. So on one side, people are being forced into guilt illegitimately. But on the other side, other people are denying that the problem is there. And the, and the church has facilitated it. So we got to really up our game because God has created a divine disruption in order for there to be a divine reset. That, that's how I look at this whole thing. Dr. Evans compared what we're currently seeing in our nation with what the people of ancient Israel experienced centuries ago. In the Bible, the book of Second Chronicles chapter 15, to be exact, it says that great disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. They were broken in pieces. Nation was crushed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every sort of distress. That happened because God's people had turned away from him. But as soon as the people got rid of their idols and turned back to God for help, they found relief. And the Bible says the Lord gave them rest all around. Dr. Evans wants God's people to turn to him during the current times of distress. The distress was caused by God. If God is your problem, politics is not your solution. It's my contention that the church helped cause this problem by not being the church of Jesus Christ that he created, not having biblical unity, and often endorsing illegitimate disunity. And therefore, the church needs to be the cure for this problem. By modeling unity, we put out, uh, get ready to put out a three-point plan for the church to do just that. Dr. Evans is starting with his own church, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, which he and his late wife Lois founded in 1976. They started with 10 people. Today, there are 10,000. But this plan is for churches of all sizes. And by the way, you can find the full outline of the plan in the show notes. But we'll break down the basics right now. Step one, assemble. Churches from different backgrounds come together and ask God to intervene. A community of churches coming together across racial and cultural lines to have a sacred gathering, solemn assembly to invite God's presence back into our lives and in the culture. Step two, address. Pastors and Christian leaders speak with a unified voice. 
to clearly communicate the biblical foundation for justice and equality. To speak with one voice, to give God's standard on race and unity because he has spoken clearly about it. In other words, the church speaks into the culture, not the other way around. And finally, step three, which is act. Walk the talk. Do good works together, adopting schools, adopting police precincts. Let the community see that we are benefiting them in unity. And until we do that, we just can't preach about it and talk about it. We must demonstrate the unity that we want the culture to mimic and imitate. One of the reasons Dr. Evans and his church put together the three-step plan is because he believes it's imperative for churches and pastors to be involved in racial reconciliation in their communities. They need to be preaching on this issue, not skipping it, not pretending it's not there, because the mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. So if there's lack of clarity on the biblical teaching of race and race is, then there's going to be a lack of understanding in the pew. Secondly of all, they are to connect with other churches for those three concepts I just gave, sacred gathering, um, uh, speaking with one voice, and good works. And when they do that together, particularly in an underserved community, because we're told in the Scripture to reach out to the poor and the oppressed, then they're working together in a common goal. And that's the way you have reconciliation. Racial reconciliation won't come through seminars. It comes through service. And when both groups are serving a need worse off than they are, they get to know each other in the process of serving. For white pastors who aren't sure where to start, Dr. Evans recommends getting educated about the root causes of racial division, and specifically, racial division within the church. Build a friendship with a pastor uh, who, who can help you to understand, because a lot of it is lack of understanding. Because people are so reactionary, they don't want to understand. But if you start with a biblical framework, it doesn't take that long to understand. Then connect with that pastor and that church to build the kind of sequences that we've talked about for fellowship and for service. And when you do those kinds of things, and then if you're in an area where there are minorities, look at having a minority staff so that you can have a person that can relate to that community on your behalf while you're learning how to do so. Those are some things white Christians can do. But what does Dr. Evans say to his fellow black Christians, particularly those who feel there is no hope with race-related issues in America? First of all, I would say that you don't get the right to feel hopeless if you are an African-American Christian. Not only do you not have a scriptural basis for hopelessness, you don't have a historical basis for hopelessness. Because in the worst of times, slavery, we built not only a black church religious order, but we affected the whole system that operated in the black community. During Jim Crow, there was segregation in the South. We held strong families. We dealt with, we had businesses. We had more order in our communities. So we have a history influenced by God on every level that says, that we do not have to succumb to the evil that's surrounding us. And if we can get a refocus on who God is and what God has done in Scripture and in our history, that should begin to uh, accent a new uh, excitement about the possibilities because uh, our hope is in the Lord and we have seen what he has done. As tensions between protesters and police have made headlines across the country, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship took some very intentional action. And Dr. Evans is encouraging other churches to follow suit. We've adopted the local police precinct. They were so excited when we adopted them. We're going to serve them. We're going to work alongside of them. We're going to have community forums with the community. We're going to be a buttress between the community and the police to deal with this situation. We're going to reach out to white pastors 
to connect with us, to adopt all the schools in our community, to provide mentoring for the average students in those schools. Uh, we've already adopted 40 schools. Our, our one church has already done that. Uh, to give hope to some of the hopeless needs and family support systems that are needed. When Dr. Evans looks at the state of the country, he doesn't feel that it's hopeless. He has an expectancy that God will use this divine disruption to show the world where to find light in the dark. What God has done is he set it up perfectly for the church because the culture doesn't have answers. The problem is if we waste the moment. Oh, I know it's dark today, but still... I see that shining city on a hill. We just heard Dr. Tony Evans say, the problem is if we waste the moment. Being in a relationship with Jesus Christ can help you make the most of every moment of your life. You can learn more about beginning or going deeper with your relationship with Jesus Christ at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. If you'd rather talk with someone, we've got a 24-hour prayer line, and the number is 888-388-2683. The number and the website address I just mentioned are both in the show notes. In just a minute, you'll hear Dr. Evans talk about the toughest time in his life— a time he is actually in the midst of right now as he grieves the loss of his wife of more than 49 years. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. God wants us to love others. The main thing that he wants us to do is to love your neighbor and love people of another race. Billy Graham. The one thing that distinguishes a believer from others is love that dominates your life. In Romans 13, the apostle says, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, now is the accepted time, not tomorrow, today. Things you ought to do, do it now. Money you ought to give, give it now. People you ought to witness to, witness now. Every time the clock ticks, it seems to say now. Come to Christ now. If there's even a whisper in your heart that you need to come, you come. If you'd like to know more about what it means to come to Christ, go to our website. The address is findpeacewithgod.net. Or you can call us 24 hours a day. The number is 888-388-2683. We've been listening to Dr. Tony Evans. He's a leader in the evangelical church as well as an author and a speaker and the senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas. He and his wife, Lois, were married for 49 and a half years. This past December, she died of cancer. It's obviously the toughest um, time in my life after 49 and a half years uh, to lose her. Um, It was particularly tough because we were making some plans for the next season that we didn't get to implement. But the reality is that um, there would be no Tony Evans in terms of what I've been able to accomplish without her. She was um, just everything. And uh, so uh, it's, it's tough, but uh, but God is good. I still have my kids. They come over every day <laughs> and uh, they, they're taking good care of me and we grew together a little bit. 
So <laughs> they they won't they won't let me uh, wallow. So uh, my wife's um, buried on our church campus about two day two times a month. I go to the burial site and uh, reminisce a little bit, and uh, thank God for giving her to me. We're praying for Dr. Tony Evans and his four children, as well as his grandchildren during this time of grief. We want to thank him for sharing his wisdom and his story with us on GPS. I'm Phil Fleischman. I'm Jim Kirkland. And if somebody or somebodies came to mind that you think uh, would appreciate hearing Dr. Tony Evans' story and his outline for dealing with racial division, why don't you share this story with him via Facebook? GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.